Helmets and Heels, <laughs> built by DreamFinders Homes, Yippee. is presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products on 1010XL. Now your hosts, Donna Murphy, Lauren Brooks, Hi. Amanda Borges, and Blythe Brumley. Hey, ladies. Hello. I feel like we've been kind of three yeah, for I apologize. A, a lot of shows. No, no, no. Don't apologize tonight. You have nothing to apologize for? Nope. And, you know, that's what happens sometimes. There are... You know, only sort of 75% <laughs> of the people can make it. They're busy. <laughs> so Amanda Borges is out in Cali. Um, she's having a ball. She surprised her cousin last weekend for the bachelorette party. I guess her cousin didn't. I know. I'm sure her cousin knew she was coming for the wedding, but I think she had no idea she'd get there early enough for the bachelorette party. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's fun. And um, and then she's going to a wedding uh, at a vineyard sometime i'm assuming either friday or saturday rough life right i know so i think those are i say all that to say i think those are good reasons to miss the show just a little bit yeah but um but what have y'all been watching since i saw well since i saw you last on a on the show it's been a couple weeks i assume you've been watching baseball red Sox, red Red Sox, red Sox, red Sox. Sox. yeah when i got here yesterday to take my 10 10 (laughs) picture across the street donna was supposed to be right after me and i was like donna it's your turn. And she's like, yeah, I already told Marcel. I got to wait to see how this game ends. Because it was Patriots <laughs> Day for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Big Poppy's up to plate. Two out. They're down, what, 3-2? Mm-hmm. And how many people were on base? I don't remember that One part. was on base. One he was on base. Won the game. Okay, so he could have, yeah, could have won the game. Was the runner in scoring position? I don't remember where they were on the... No. No, first base? Hey, whatever. Hit it out of the park, Big Poppy. <laughs> that's all, it's all, that's all we, we asked job. you to do. One job. Especially on that day. On that day and in his final Just year ever. Now. So yeah. he was small poppy. He was. Oh. Um, question, did y'all see that he stole his first base since 2013? <laughs> yes. <It was> amazing. <laughs> I loved it. But all right. So that's that's fun stuff. You got to feel um, bad for that pitch. Have you been pitches. watching any NBA? I watched the last, mm, I'll say two minutes of the Celtics-Hawks game. Okay. Blythe, have you been watching any NBA? Little bit. Uh, of the playoffs, somewhat. You've been catching mostly of the, the highlights, but obviously I watched uh, along, I think, with the rest of the majority of Americans, watched the, the Warriors and Kobe last, last Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yeah. So it was the last day of the season. So definitely watched that. I've been watching a little bit of the NHL playoffs, too. Um, but one thing I did watch, and I don't know if you ladies caught it, but the 30 for 30 on the Magic? Yes, I did. Oh, did. my yeah. God, how incredible was that? Like, I, I never... You know, shame on me. I grew up in in Jacksonville, Florida, and I've never gotten to know the magic on that level yet. But I thought it was fascinating to watch. I, I didn't know that they had that kind of a dynasty and to see the insight between Shaq and Penny, uh, you know, with the Shaq leaving and going to L.A. And then, you know, before that with Nick Anderson and his missed free throws. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I didn't. And a what lot a of people, who, even some people who did know the story, would forget that. So Nick Anderson, they're in a playoff game, misses fourth free throws in a row, could have easily won the game. Yep. They end up losing that game. They end up losing that series. And Nick Anderson then after that refused to take free throws for a yep. long time. He said any head. Right, which is understandable. I once had the chance to win a game. I was in seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. <laughs> once I had the chance to win a game, my coach came up to me. I needed to make two free throws. And ladies, this was a very high scoring game. I believe the score was 12 to 11, <laughs> the other team. And it was the final seconds of the game. That's how high scoring it was. Anyway, line up to take two free throws. My coach walks up to me and says, you're not leaving the gym till you make these two free throws, which I don't really know what that means. Now looking back, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm leaving with my mom. She drove me here. Nope. But anyway, <laughs> go to the line. I miss both free throws. 
And I remember the next game being afraid to take free throws. So I, and that's at such a, you know, small level in right. comparison, but it certainly can be such a mental he thing. Four. Right. He missed the two right. and then got the rebound and said, okay, you know, I'm going to set up and I, I can hit one of these two and then missed both of them. And that arguably changed the entire direction of the franchise. Sure. The trajectory, especially of those playoffs. Yeah. Ugh. It's, I know it's got to be hard for Magic fans to watch something like that because they were so close to to being a dynasty. And then that's what success. Shaq said too. He was like, "We, you know, Shaq and Penny were were Shaq and Kobe before there was a Shaq and Kobe." Sure, absolutely. And and Penny watched their success, Shaq and Kobe's, and was like, "That should have been us." But Ugh. all right. So as far as the current NBA playoffs, the Warriors were able to win last night by ten points without Steph Curry over the Rockets. Um, here's my question though that I pondered today when I thought about what to talk about when it comes to the NBA. And this will probably take us longer than the next minute or so. But Steph Curry is, by all means, the best player in the NBA. If you want to say, argue, if you want to say that's arguably in line with LeBron, that the two of them are there together, fine. One of the two best players in the NBA. I'll still say to me the best player right now. Yet somehow, some way, he is able to. Last night, when he sits out of the game with his slight ankle injury, be the biggest cheerleader that his team could ever possibly have. He is clearly still such a family man, such a great father to his girls, such a great husband to Aisha. How on earth does someone of this mega star status with gobs and gobs of money, an Under Armour deal worth however many million dollars, how is he able to actually remain so humble? I have no idea. There was upbringing that too. And I think his family keeps him grounded as well. Uh, there's that great, I think it's the sports center commercial where his dad is like sitting or yes. Steph is sitting in the sofa and then his dad comes over and he's like, you win one MVP and you got to take my chair. <laughs> but I think with Steph, I think he's one of those people that are, it's, it's sort of like he has that mentality on the court and then off the court, he remains grounded because he's a team first family first kind of guy. I don't think you can be humble and hit, you know, half court shots in the middle of a game and then just smile and look at it. I think there has to be an error of, of confidence there. Um, but I think he's absolutely humble, like, you know, such a marketable guy off the court that it just transcends. He's in a league where we see the guys who have made the biggest names. I wouldn't put the word humble by most of them. In fact, I would say a lot of them have have almost needed to fall back into mm-hmm. good graces, such as, you know, a Kobe Bryant so to me, I would love to sit down and have a two-hour one-on-one interview with him and ask him how he's able to almost stay above all of the noise. And, and that noise is actually good for him. There's almost nothing negative about him, but where he's able to, to remain as hardworking, as hungry, and honestly, humble is the word that I would use. It, it's amazing. Yes, of course, he has tons of confidence. And obviously, his, his teammates have tons of confidence in him. I wonder, because I've been hearing that the past few days with, you know, J.J. Watt and, you know, the flooding, I guess, that's going on in Houston and how he still, you know, showed up to work, I guess, you know, during the, the when everybody told him, you know, just stay home mm-hmm. because the, the floodwaters are dangerous. You shouldn't be driving in those kind of conditions, but he still showed up at work. And I, I wonder how the perception is on someone like him can be so vastly different than on someone like Steph Curry. I just don't understand the, the different dynamics. And I, I heard a great explanation earlier is that J.J. Watt is always putting out this perception that he's perfect, that he never has a down game or he, he, he's always doing the right thing, you know, taking his grandma on walks and you know, stuff like that. But I don't understand how he gets that certain reputation. But then a guy like Steph Curry doesn't. 
I would say from my perspective, J.J. Watt brings attention to himself on and off the field, whereas I, I don't think I hear that much about Steph Curry when the games aren't going on, when it's NBA offseason. I don't find Steph Curry saying kind of look at me, look right. what I've done, make sure you don't forget me. That That's to me the difference. But I'm not going to sit here and say J.J. Watt's not humble. I just, I think that he understands how powerful he can be as a role model. Right. And he wants to make sure that he uses that to his advantage. But it's also an NFL superstar compared to an NBA sure. superstar. Absolutely. Two completely different. You're reaching two, you know, not two different levels of, you know, uh, popularity. But I mean, but you are. more people are likely going to know who J.J. Watt is than Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean, it, none of us probably took our eyes off the screen when the NFL playoffs were going mm-hmm. on, other than like to, you know, run to go get an extra chip or something. Right. Obviously, NBA playoffs will be like, yeah, I'll start paying attention later. Final few minutes. Right, exactly. I also had an argument earlier today that the NBA playoffs are way too long. Yeah, Yeah, they're like two months. So, yeah, that is Mm -hmm. is a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, we're going to let you know what our Twitter poll is coming up shortly. We've got a heel to give away. As I said earlier, uh, just text into the 1010XL text line driven by Duval Ford, who you nominate as the most courageous person and why. And then we will select a winner from that. And coming up right next, right next, that makes sense, right? Sure. You can tell I've been, I've been uh, doing good. radio for a while now today. It makes a lot of sense. Um, coming up next, we will do our studs and duds and not actually do them, just tell you about them. That's coming up next on well. <laughs> <laughs> on Helmets and Heels Built by Dream Finders Homes on 1010X on 92.5 FM. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dream Finders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. I'm live, Lauren, here with you on a Tuesday night with Scott Irvine. Pumping out the hits in there, as well as our friend Jordan hanging out with Scott. All sorts of fun people. I saw Fat Tony's already here. Everybody just wants to hang out on a Tuesday night. We are with you from 7 to 9 each and every Tuesday night. Next week, we will be live from the Dream Finders model at the stadium home. Super excited. We haven't seen it in months. I know. Can't wait to go back to our old stomping grounds. And we will be previewing the draft. And then um, realtors have a chance to join us as well. Just head to 1010XL.com and you can enter to come hang out with us. And as always, Jen Stewart from DreamFinders gives us the most lavish spread for us and our guests. And so not to mention that there's delicious food. There's also all sorts of fun drinks as well. So we can't wait for that. And... Young Blythe is going to tell us what tonight's Twitter poll is right now. I'm typing it out as we speak. (laughs) And it's in regards to a play that happened last night, which we'll get into later on. But the Twitter poll is going to be, if your significant other gets kicked out of a game, are you going with them or are you staying to watch the rest of the game? This might be my favorite Twitter poll question for a while. I have a feeling everyone's gut reaction is going to be, that they're staying and the guy's leaving or the chick's leaving. But if you think about it, and most of the time you're not necessarily super close to home, do you really want to then, let's say you're in New York City or Chicago, do you really then want to go by yourself when you came with that person? You might have parked a car somewhere. You know, you have to kind of put some thought into this whole thing. Wait, this is a fan, right? This is two fans. And and I don't know if we should give the backstory now or maybe wait till later on. No, we're waiting till later on. Wait till later on. Hmm. 
more radio teases. I don't have. I don't. Have, I, I don't know. Have. Uh, I don't know. I think it depends on the offense. Yes, I think so. If it's something that's a slightly questionable, I think maybe you leave and go with them. But if it's something else, like Let's a say, fight or something, yeah. no, bye. I'm staying to watch the game. Yeah, and I think it also depends where you are in the relationship. Mm-hmm. If you're, if it's your <laughs> husband and they cuss out a little kid and the little kid deserved it, you're leaving with your husband. And the little kid deserved it. <laughs> what if? I mean, you know those kids that sit behind you and kick your chairs and you like... Look back a couple times. You're like, maybe the that's, parents are going to notice. Well, that's when you and cuss then you out keep the looking parent. back. You cuss. You don't cuss <laughs> out the little kid. You cuss but out little the kid. Parent. I mean, like 15. Okay. They're, oh, they're not well, little. The teenagers. Yeah, the yeah. teenagers. All right. I love that Twitter poll question. So <laughs> go answer that on at helmets and heels, and uh, we will certainly let you know what the responses are a little later in the show. Time for the studs and duds, though, ladies. Demar, we will start with you. You haven't gotten to give one in a while. I can't wait to hear who is your stud. Um, I'm actually going to keep the stud in house. And I was um, out a few days last week and um, missed some time today. But I just have to say that I truly appreciate, and I don't think he gets this enough, um, and he deserves a thank you. You are spectacular every day. And I'm going to go with our own Tom Champion because everything you hear during the break, every promo, every commercial, every rejoiner, everything is done by him. And he is spectacular, always with a smile on his face, always the nicest man, remotes everything he does. So I just think he deserves a big hurrah. And I think he's stud worthy. I second that. I've never met anyone who's as positive Mm -hmm. as Tom Champion. I've only one time in years ever seen him in a bad mood and it I wouldn't even I shouldn't even classify it as that he was frustrated by something right that's the only time I've ever seen him anything other than just giddy right so I lo- he's a great name I love to too. work with him kind yeah, of which is personality he has like five different aliases so you gotta which one Tom Champion Tom Champion yes Tom Champion <laughs> Tom Cruise Tom Cruise people call him Tom Cruise he does yep. look like Tom Cruise he all right live who is your stud my stud with during last week, during last Wednesday, last game of the NBA regular season, everybody's talking about Kobe and they're talking about the Warriors clinching the record. But little NHL sneaks in and they have the best opening night for their playoffs ratings wise in the history of the sport. Hmm. And this is coming off of a regular season that was the best in 22 years. So I'm going to give a little shout out to the NHL playoffs, which is impressive because they're not on major cable channels. No. NBC. So they're on they're on NBC Sports Channel, right. which is a, could be you know that the argument a while back versus you couldn't find hockey on mm-hmm. on versus anywhere. Um, but I think that's sort of I, and, and I, I take it back to sort of ESPN if if they if they're not promoting it and they're not showing it then they're not going to talk about it. And so I think that at times the sports commentary can be like, well, you can't find the game, and it's like, well, you know, you, you they chose correctly NBC in that regard of of taking a gamble on a sport like the NHL when nobody else really wanted it. Um, So I think that it's really, really encouraging to see one of the major sports sort of coming back and with record ratings and especially after the record season. And now we're going into the playoffs and on such a great NBA night. It's really great to see. Yeah, I agree with you in that regard. Um, Every time I turn on SportsCenter, I feel like they're talking about NHL. So it intrigues me because I love watching hockey games live and in person. Yes. I'm not as good about watching them on TV. I can't follow the puck once it gets around the freaking net. 
I don't know what it is. I don't. I I try. I really do. Well, they they tried. I think it was Fox that introduced the yes. the, the blue, not the blue line, um, but the uh, was it the gold puck or the blue puck light on the so There's, you could yeah. find it. Uh, I think it's the more you watch hockey, the more you can see the play setting up and you can sort of anticipate where the puck is going to be. Um, but it, it is a little, it, it's definitely one of those sports that you have to watch in person, sort of like golf. I think golf is fantastic live. Watching on TV can sort of drag, but still, still it's good. It's a good thing. NHL's back. I love golf either way, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm a, that's I'm it. It's, it's all sports fans. They, they have their Oh, their sure. Absolutely. Um, and that's why I, I've never been to an NBA game in person, so I always reserve the right that maybe I'll change my mind and go. love it. Right. You should go yeah. to a magic game. I should. I should. I probably <laughs> won't, but I should. Jack won't be there. Um, <laughs> all right. My stud is Jake Olson. Um, I assume you may have come across this story, but probably don't remember that name. He was diagnosed with cancer of the retina when he was a baby and lost vision in his one eye when he turned, before even he turned one. Then he was told he was going to lose vision in the other eye before he reached the age of 12. So he is fully blind, but he became really close to Pete Carroll and then Steve Sarkeesian and now Todd Helton. And so he is on the USC Trojans football team and he was able to get two snaps in this year's spring game. So even though he's blind, a, a teammate leads him out to where I've he needs to be. I've seen that story, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the story I think originally I think aired a while, like years over ago. Over the summer, they, they do that, that, not make a wish, but right. um, it's something along those lines during the summer, like the slow months of the summer. Yeah, and I think maybe the story originally aired when he first joined the team and now this was a, you know, a, a an extra part of it because he actually did snap in the game. But from someone who has had serious retina issues, there's nothing that speaks more to my heart than someone being able to do something that they've always dreamed of without sight entirely. Like there was a point in my life. I really thought I might lose my vision. And so I, it is extremely scary. And this kid, you know what? He's making it work and uh, he's taking classes um, I forget exactly what his major is now, but it's something, um, I want to say something sci- in the science area, which is probably why I forgot because I'm terrible at science. Um, all right, D Murph, who is your D-U-D dud? I'd be surprised if we all didn't have the same, but I'm going to go with uh, Philadelphia oh, Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to go with Manziel. I've given up on that thing. <laughs> That's what I said <laughs> earlier today. I Absolutely. Can't. He can't be my dud every no, week. Well, not, no, he's not. No. ESPN it. did just come out with an alert that said that um, he wants to play this year. That's. But if you've seen any pictures of him at Coachella over the weekend, he's looking <laughs> a little skinny. I mean, of all people hanging, why, yes, go hang out with Josh Gordon. Please do. That's they're the living, only person that makes They're living sense. together. It's so. Wait, we what, just said he's not going to make the What dud. a great bromance. And now we're talking is. about him. Anyways, yeah, it has to be. And I have to give. Tell um, everybody why the Philadelphia Flyers are your dud. Well, Give props to Dom because he sent me an email. I it, first thing in the morning, I check my email. I don't check what goes on in the world. I check my email to know if there's any alerts, anything I need to do here at work. Um, and he sent me the story of this, and I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it because I'm like, this is just too awful. And you seriously, I mean, it's it's your founder, right? The the, the owner, the deceased, yes, owner. Of the team, they gave out commemorative uh, Wrist wristbands that li- that light up, and there was a couple cheap shots during the game. Um, I mean, and then they got big, penalized for them, and that was a big shot. That was that was, was a nasty hit. But then the Flyers fans started throwing the bracelets at him. 
at I, the injured player. I mean, just... And the players were begging them to stop. And the PA Both announcer sides. was so some class, announcing it, you're going to get us a penalty. And they said uh, two fingers up and kept throwing more. And they ended up getting a penalty because of the way the fans reacted. It's just so ridiculous. I thought it was saved for... The Eagles fans specifically, I no, didn't know. No, I didn't together. know it grew over into okay. So all these Flyer fans must also be Eagles fans as well. <laughs> I think it's just a, it's one of those things where it's a few idiots that are tainting the I guess the passion that comes from the rest of the fan base. That's not a few idiots. That is a that, that's an arena full of idiots. So it, I would say definitely a lot of them. Um, but I, I just you know I always sort of toe the line as far as like lumping all the fans together into one because there were a lot of fans that were vocal after the game that that talked about how that you know it was despicable behavior um but i think one of the, even the, the flyers players w- was asked after the game he's yeah. like whatever i don't care about it yeah like, one of them said i would have done it too one the other one said no nah, this isn't what we're about so i have an idea on how to punish these fans that we'll get to after we get oh, to good. the rest of our duds so Blyda, who is your dud <laughs> My dud, and I'm so excited because football is kind of back. So how is it back? Well, with the NFL draft next ah, week and all, so I get football to, talk. Yes, football. My main football talk is back. So my dud of the week is the Titans, and I picked the Titans because they had a yes. family movie night on the field for all the season ticket holders, all the moms and the dads and the kids. They're laying on the field. They're watching Minions on TV, and then all of a sudden, the sprinklers come on. And ruin everyone's time. And I, I think it's just so classic. Awful. And I think, you know, when you think about movie nights, you think in the summer and you think, I always think of here because they have them here. And I think, oh, yeah, you know, that actually might feel good in like the middle of July. Right. But to me, April in Nashville, it probably was a slightly chilly. And now you're soaking wet. Your kids are soaking wet. You don't, you didn't probably didn't bring, you brought blankets to sit on and not towels to dry off your children. How did they make it up to them? I, I don't know. I don't know that they can because I don't know that you can sort of get over that. I, I, to me, like if I'm going to get like a little wet, like, okay, everything but my face and my hair. But the minute you put a sprinkler, like an industrial sprinkler, and mess up my makeup and my hair, that I'm done with you. I bet the kids loved it. Which is funny because we had our makeup and hair done for the first ever Helmets and Heels photo shoot. And we got to go in the pools at Everbank Field, which was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I remember I didn't get my hair wet and my makeup all messed up because we had just gotten it done when we got in the pool. And Blythe <laughs> totally all, jumps under. in. All, yeah, went under. So Swan it's funny dives. now thinking of that difference. There's, the pictures are over, though. I was like, I never get my hair and makeup done. I'm keeping this for at least another few hours. I was like, nah, I can do that later on. All right, my dud, um, I'm sure most people have heard this by now, but uh, Donald Trump is an idiot. Oh, and yes. I'm glad you To did. me, in 2001, I can't remember a time where I was that afraid of things going on in our country. I, you know, growing up in America and you're proud of your country, growing up with military service people in my family, we were the, we were the, you know, the, strongest nation in the in the world and I still feel that way but 9-11 rattled me to the core and how on earth could you ever get the date wrong when you're Donald Trump and you're parading around New York and you're from New York City and I understand we all make mistakes don't get me wrong but something like that September 11th is such a huge thing oh wait I didn't hear about how did he get it wrong so he calls it 7-11 <sighs> instead of 9-11 
So I'm just going to repeat, Donald Trump is an idiot. I mean, he's doing that. He's in New York. Like he's trying to get support from New Yorkers. Is he trying to be like? No, he just got funny with the seven. I don't think I don't watch any of that. Be funny about that. So if he was, he failed miserably. But I thought you were going to talk about um, who is it? He, he said, I think the, oh, yeah, the Jets last... won two Super Bowls or yeah. something. He introduced Rex Ryan as asked about <laughs> Joe Paterno championship, and championship winner. Dead. And then in Pennsylvania last week, um, he was like, yeah, we all love Penn State. How about bringing Joe Paterno back? How about and then all that? the crowd had, that had been cheering goes silent. Ugh. Like I said, he's an idiot. If you think that I'm talking politics, I'm not. I'm simply saying that. If you love our country, you believe that September 11th was a horrifying day, and you'll always remember it, and you will never call it 7-Eleven. And I have nothing against 7-Eleven or little champs. All right, ladies, I want to give you my thoughts on what the NHL should do to those Philadelphia Flyers fans that will be next on Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes on 10 to XL 92.5 FM. Put on your high sneaker. Built by DreamFinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Can I say something real quick? Always. That I love. I love. Scott knows that, so thank you. Have you, either of you seen the previews for Elvis and Nixon? No. This is an actual, an actual movie that is coming out, and I believe it's going this Friday. With it stars Kevin Spacey as Nixon, uh, Colin Kevin Hanks Spacey. is in it, and the guy playing Elvis is Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon, you'll remember, was um, and I can't remember his name, and I know Fat Tony if he's listening, he'd kill me right now. But he was in the Superman with Russell Crowe. He was the bad guy. Oh, uh, I don't know, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can yes. see his face. Uh, so he plays Elvis, and he doesn't look anything like Elvis. But you have to see the preview because this movie looks hilarious. So, so funny. They made it into a comedy. And because it is the most requested photo in the United States archives of Elvis and Nixon in 1970, it's the most requested photo. So you have to get the story behind it. And it's so grabbing. You know, if I'm not listening to 1010, I'm listening to the Elvis channel. And so they're talking about it and they're doing all the interviews about it. And it's so exciting to hear like what really happened and some of the things they threw in there for Hollywood and what didn't happen. But I cannot wait to see this movie. I'm I'm so excited excited. for you. What year? Remind me, what year did Elvis die? At 77. Okay. I didn't know if the picture was like taken right before, but nope, no, just still the most requested. Most requested. Why is it the most requested? Do you know? I don't know. They show a bunch of different photos. They're like, but of all of the photos we have. Yeah, I would have thought it was a JFK and Marilyn Monroe or Elvis and Nixon. Because it's such an intriguing story of how the superstar was able to just get a meeting with the president. You just didn't do it back then. You know, now with, you know, obviously it's Nixon let anybody in his office. So (laughs) come to find out. (laughs) But just exciting. I like it. Um, So the Philadelphia Flyers last night were horrendous fans. They lost the third game to the Capitals. Um, They ended up losing that game six to one. So I started to think about it. What could the NHL do to actually punish them? Yes, they can give the Flyers a penalty in the game. They're already down 
a bunch of goals. It's not Led really to a goal, too, that penalty. It did. But again, it wasn't going to change the end of the game, you know, right. the final score and who was going to win. So my kind of rulemaking side, my you're supposed to follow the rules, plus like now working in college athletics where, you're, you, you know, rules are made all the time by the NCAA. You have to follow, too. I think the NHL should take away Flyers games at home. No, no more games for the rest of this series in Philadelphia because I thought their behavior was so egregious and the fact that the PA announcer could not get through to them, the fact that the wristbands they were throwing were the deceased owners mm-hmm. or in honor of him, that to me was so despicable that, and you can't send the message and obviously Philadelphia fans enjoy that that aura of being that, you know, typecast of being these awful fans, it's not going to get through to them. So if for some reason they're able to come back and win, I don't think they will be. And I don't even think any more games will be in Philadelphia um, because I think the Capitals will win the next one. But I think that if for some reason they're going to go back to Philadelphia, the NHL should say, nope, rest of the games are going to be. I love it. I don't think it would ever happen, but I love it. It would never happen, and, and I'm not a fan of that per se, just because I, I, I've i never liked punishing an entire group because of the actions of a select few. I think if people are going to be idiots, they're going to be idiots no matter if they have a home game or if they don't. Um, I think more that maybe the realistic approach to it would be, remember um, when that, that me, and it's not really a joke, but that whole like F her in the P word mm-hmm, on yeah, live yeah. TV was sort of starting to make its rounds. And there was a reporter in Canada who she interviewed a couple sports fans and one of the sports yep. fans replied with that. Mm-hmm. And she chastised him right live on air as she should. But his employer found out about that interview and fired him immediately, which I think is fantastic. What I think that they should do in this situation with the Flyer fans is fire they, all of them. No, no, they they, sh- they have plenty of cameras in there. The other Flyer fans should make them. It should the ones that don't endorse that kind of behavior. They should have some kind of a text messaging alert system where it notifies the the, the proper authorities of what's going on. They have cameras everywhere. Identify those fans. Identify those people that were disobeying the rules, that were were being jerks and being just miserable pieces of garbage. Identify them. Show them on TV. If you're going to act like that in a public setting, you deserve to be publicly shamed. And I think that that would be more of a way that they could control and sort of teach a lesson to people who are going to act like animals at a game. Act like a buffoon, lose your job. Yes. Well, I see your point, but this is how rules and laws keep getting written because of the select few that have acted like morons. We now have to follow these strict rules. So that's what happens when you, you know, and these are thousands, not a, you know, hundred of people. These are thousands of fans that acted like complete morons that now have ruined it for everybody. So because of all of them, I'm sorry, the rule has now changed. You guys are no longer allowed a game. Like, I, I agree with that. I would I would completely abolish it. You all ruined it. That's what happens. I yeah, tell then, you no once. I shouldn't have to tell you no but twice. But there's still probably a good majority of the fans that are, go but to I'm the sorry, games. That, but that's what happens. You ruined it for everybody because of you. I don't and think those, that's fair. I do. I think that's what happens. If I had some people acting like idiots at a Jaguar game and then my Jaguars home games were taken from me, I don't... It, there's no person to, to to put the onus on. I think you if you put the responsibility in the fans to take ownership of a situation like that where they, and they have this, they, they have it at Everbank. If, if something's going on around the stands and where you're sitting of what you don't like, you can send an anonymous text and someone will come up and a security guard will address the situation. Mm-hmm. I think they can implement the same strategy 
at the Philadelphia games, whether it's the Eagles or the Flyers, and they're probably not going to get that mad at Sixers because they're terrible. But I think if you implement something like that, then it it still you're still rewarding the fans that are acting in a responsible manner, which about 75 percent of the fans that were at the game at least were acting in a responsible manner. But I mean, these are fans that are known to be like this. And they, they sort of th- I was reading an article earlier that they sort of thrive on, and that's on this why, persona. That's right. why it needs to stop. You seriously, someone will get hurt. The beer bottles will come back at Santa Claus one day. Money will be pelted like this needs to be stopped. Now. It does. It, it's it's flagrant behavior from a large group of fans that you can't probably in that setting have enough security guards no. to come and deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. That's Especially why when alcohol's went, involved, right? That's why I went. Had it been yeah, a group of twenty five people down in the front row, and then we heard the story, and right. you know, yeah, they get kicked out. But what else can we do to punish them? Like that's why I wanted to go on the large scale view and be like, no, you. You cannot act that way. And as an adult, you think that you can because your money got you into right. the arena. Well, I'm going to I'm going to teach you how your money's not going to get you into the arena. And it's now th- them going to a, an away game. Sure, that's a whole different scenario, right. but I guarantee they won't be able to act like that. No. And it's a good like I look at it from a parenting way. You know, I know I only have one son. If I had more and one of them was doing something and I told them no. Well, I'm sorry. You have now ruined it for your other brother or sister. None of you are going to have it. That's right. it. I said no. And that's what no. happened on every team I played sports on. If yeah. if one of us didn't cross the finish line in a, you know, in the sprints, we all had to run the sprint mm-hmm. again in a certain time. You know, like that's just what happens. You are then that's what pulls you in closer because then you start cheering for that one that doesn't cross the finish line on time. And then, you know, that way you form a bigger bond. Hopefully that's what would happen with the Flyers fans. The ones would be like, the neighbors would be like, I can't believe you were some of those. Don't ever do that again. I think that's why you identify them, though. And you pick them out and you make them, because otherwise then it just becomes a, they're just banding together for another reason. I think you identify the jerks and the people who don't act responsibly at a game and you punish those people. I don't think you ever punish the the, the people who, because it, it starts, it you start treading that dangerous line of where you're telling people how to be a fan and it's okay. Well, it, what's going too far as a fan? Can you boo? Can you, you could still throw things on, on the field of play. If it, if it's hockey, it's a hat trick. You're well, throwing your hat on the ice. You're throwing teddy bears on the ice. I'm so glad you, you mentioned the booing because I completely disagree. That's one of the things that I hated was they booed when one of the players in the Capitals looked to have a concussion. Yeah. In my world, as a fan, you don't boo when there's an injury. I don't care who you are. Instead, actually, what you do is you sit in silence, and then when that person comes mm-hmm. off the field or the ice or the court, then you cheer. Jazz even if fans it's are not so your, worried about that. Right, even if it's not your player, if it's the other teams, that's what you do. So to me, that's, that's one of the lessons I want to teach them is that is not how any human being behaves. I don't care which team you're a fan of. Well, it... it, it in that regard, if you're sitting in the stands, you are you don't have access to the same information that people sitting at home have. So you might not know that that player is he severely was, injured. He was lying prone on the ice, not moving last well, night. In, in, all in, that situa- in that specific situation, I wouldn't have booed. But I don't, I just, I think you're you're treading Nobody into... Nobody should. That's my point. Nobody. But and some of the fans might not know the, the severity. He could have just been, you know, just got a good hit. And you don't know that it's a concussion. They don't even know it's a concussion within that, those but first I mean, few minutes. But I mean, sort of injury you never boo unless uh, unless it's soccer i mean as obviously a, the person flailed as a hockey fan i can assume that they were probably booing because they didn't think it was a net they didn't think it was a dirty hit 
That's what I'm going to guess and say. They it thought could, it was a probably, clean hit. It could be a variety of things. That, that's yeah. the thing is you, you have access to different information when you're watching a game at home. You have so much more access to information. You have social media and the announcers and all the information they're getting filled. If you're sitting in the stands, you don't know. You don't know mm-hmm. until the actual PA announcer tells you or if you're somehow checking social media during the middle of the game. That, mm-hmm. That's how I get a lot of my player information during Jaguar games is I'm checking Twitter when the game's going on because I'm not going to hear it over the PA system. Sure. Well, we will uh, agree to disagree, Blythe. We're uh, we're kicking the Flyers out and letting the Capitals have the rest of the home games. You are getting everyone fired. So either no, way, not everyone fired, just the idiots. That's that what are I mean. Throwing you're getting, yeah, you're getting that that group fired, but that works. Um, we've teased this long enough. It has been a giant tease, and it is related to the Giants. So when we come back, you will hear the story that we originally talked about with Frank during crosstalk about what exactly happened at the game and how it relates to our Twitter poll. You, listen, you are listening blah, 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 to Helmets and Heels built by Dreamfinders Homes on Tencent XL 92.5 FM. Where's all my soul, sisters? Let me hear your flow, sisters. Hey, sister, go, sister, soul, sister, flow, You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dreamfinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. I don't know that we've ever had a tease last an entire hour, but this one, I'm telling y'all, is worth it. Especially if after you hear the story, you watch the video. Please watch it. So our own Amanda Borges was at the Giants game last night. Uh, she is not part of the story, but she was there. She's out in San Francisco, but a uh, and she she was somewhere up high. She was nowhere near this. But a foul ball, what looks to be a foul ball, is hit to the left field line, but instead it stays fair. There are Giants fans and there's, they were playing the Rockies or yeah, the Diamondbacks. Then, I'm sorry, and there's a few D-backs fans that are down right in that area. <laughs> the bullpen, because that's where they yeah, have right the bullpen near, right, there. right near their bullpen. <laughs> and um, I don't understand. And that. the ball stayed fair, and the guy reaches out and a bunch of guys. It. Yes, mm-hmm. most people put their hands out, but one guy actually gets his hands out and catches it. Well, it was fair. And what happens when you catch a fair ball in baseball? You are ejected. Bye, because you're interfering with the the game while it's in play. So, the reason this story is so great is because then this guy's, I'm going to say fiance. I thought maybe you could see significant a significant other. Yeah, significant other. I thought maybe you could see a diamond. I was probably looking too hard because <laughs> I wanted to be able to claim her as something on the show. <laughs> but we're going to call her the fiance. She realizes what he's done almost immediately. immediately, puts her head right in her hands, knows, as I have a feeling, that cameras are on them. Security guard doesn't even have to come all the way down, really. The guy realizes it. She, in turn, then pulls her hood (laughs) of her sweatshirt up over her face so no one can see her face. And then they retreat to the exit. So there's a couple things going on here. One, is she just so embarrassed that this guy has done this awful thing? And the Giants fans were great, you know. They actually were. Yeah, not mean at all. Just, oh, man, that sucks. I'm sure he got a couple verbal abuses but yeah perhaps um but so is she embarrassed why is she covering her face does she not want to be seen and then there's the other added element of would you leave and that's our twitter poll if your significant other 
has gotten ejected from the game, are you staying or are you leaving? So let's tackle issue number one. <laughs> How would you have reacted? Was she just embarrassed? I'm going to float the, the theory that she was supposed to be with some other guy or she was supposed to be at work or she was supposed to be doing something else because I felt like she was beyond embarrassed and she literally needed to be incognito immediately. Well, maybe she's a real sports fan, a real Giants fan. So, well, she knew immediately. That's why I think she immediately. was. Yes. So, I'm going to go with the happier side, I guess, <laughs> and say that, no, she was just extremely embarrassed for the person she was with and didn't want to see her like, face oh, and be associated idiot. with that one. Because those can't be her season tickets in the event that, well, I mean, all the people around her are going to know who it is. So it's right. not like she's protecting herself from that. Right. More, it looked like she was protecting herself from the camera. Well, it was, it was I, I was reading an article earlier today that it was talking about there, there was a fan that was sitting directly behind them. And he said that before the game started, that they had all kind of joked about, oh, well, what happens if, you know, if you catch a foul ball? And this guy actually missed a, a foul ball that was hit to him earlier during BP. But he missed that one, and so they all kind of gave each other crap for that. And so when the the fair ball comes, I think just the excitement of the situation and the fact that he missed one earlier sort of got to him, and he he knew immediately, and the girl knew immediately, and she was probably just thinking, oh, you idiot. And it was only fair by, like, four feet. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't like it was, a you know, an easy one to be able to tell. Especially from that angle exactly. where they were sitting. And right, from where they're sitting, it is hard to judge. All right, so then are you staying or are you leaving? We're going to say that, again, fiancé is the label I'm giving the couple. So it's not like they just started dating, but it's also not like they've already said I do. So they can still go back, potentially. She's already hiding her face. <laughs> exactly. I mean, seats like that, they're, I think they're very good seats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if TJ did that. <laughs> you, you're thinking about it. <laughs> I might be like, sorry, I'll see you after the game. He's a big boy. He can handle himself. That's Yeah, you made the mistake, not me. I didn't reach for the ball. I didn't tell you to go get the ball. I That's yeah. If it, if it's that exact situation, I'd go with him. I, I you know, you, you come to the game with your guy, you leave with your guy. But if your guy's a moron and he's like getting drunk and starting fights with other people and gets kicked mm-hmm. out, no. I'm staying to watch the game. The sad part was, if I remember correctly, the Giants were up when this whole thing happened yep. and they ended up losing the game. So then you have that also. You're going to blame that on the guy. Like, not that he affected the game, but clearly, like, we should have been there. We should have seen it. We should have helped the right. team, you know, in spirit. Um, but the poor guy. Imagine if he stayed there I mean, and they still lost. <laughs> yeah, you'd get berated. Yeah, I think I'm staying if it's if it's a fiancé based off the fact that you don't want that moment to then right. linger forever. You know, you, then he's going to like put in the vows like, um, are you going to love me even if I'm an idiot? Till do game you, do us part. Right. <laughs> are you going to walk down the aisle with a hood attached to your wedding dress? Like in case I say something stupid. What if the roles are reversed? What if you get kicked out? Do you expect your significant other to come with you? Ooh. Yes, and that's see? probably yeah, why see? that's probably why I choose to stay. Or I mean to go with them is because yes, I would be mad if I'd be furious. The guy stayed. Yeah. Even like, if I started a fight. Could you come with me. You <laughs> So you're going the opposite of double the advice. standard. Yeah, double standard. That's fine. Um yeah, I think I do expect the person to come with me because again, I'm viewing this as let's say let's call it a Jags game. 
I'm parked downtown. I don't have a car anywhere. You know, like, it, there's a whole logistical issue now. Well, I'm sure you don't have to, like, do you have to, like, leave the stadium or can they hold you in a, you know, a it, makeshift? Um, they have a jail at stadiums. Right. Because my buddy got put in the Jaguars jail last year. So they can what probably do? hold you there. A standing. Oh, standing. that's the worst and one. They but he was in him, the no standing section? Well, he's, like he's had the same season tickets since inaugural season. Oh. And he sits in an away team area. Oh. And the away fan, which I thought was absolutely ludicrous. But the away fans complained on him so much that they came over. Security came over, told him to sit down a couple times. He He's standing. He's cheering at the, you know, the proper moments. And they, they put him in the Jaguars jail. That's awful. Wow. Let him go away. after the game. Those away fans should... Buy better seats then. Yeah. I wonder if no for away fans. I wonder if he was around like was did he tell you about anyone else that was in there with Um he said <laughs> it was like severely No He said it was severely drunk people. That's what I was wondering. So it's probably like the drunk tank or something. That's what, exactly what I was getting at. So then it's even worse because now you can't watch the game. Like do they have oh, the TV my the game on in there? And I remember it was the um I wanna say it was the Titans game or maybe it was the Colts game the, the Colts game where we scored the fifty one points. Oh. He had to in there during that game. Did they at least have a TV on no, in the drunk tank? No, he heard about the win afterwards. <gasps> oh my gosh. Although, I will tell you he that... He had a nice call to customer service the next day. Oh, sure. <laughs> I will tell you that if if I'm re-choosing my seats for this year, reselecting my seats for this year, I'm probably not going to sit in an away section. It's even if it's as, Even if I have to sit a little higher mm-hmm. or as not in as good of an angle of my seats, I'm still probably switching because I would never allow that to happen to me again. Well, I, I've actually sat with him in that area of the stadium. It's awful because it, all it is, it's away fans, mm-hmm. and you feel like you're right. You're not, a, you're not the home team, and it's, it's the so frustrating. It's at like the one thirty one area, um, but it's on the away team side, and I've, I've sat there. And it's I get stressed out because it's, it's not. You don't feel like you're cheering for your team. Right. You feel like you're you're in a battle against the away fans. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. I don't like it. Um. Hey, D. Murph, you um, you also teased that there's a new sports cruise coming up. I did. I did. Um, and I know that we unfortunately missed the Gronk cruise. Yeah. I don't know yeah. where our invitation went. I, think, I don't think our mail. lives would have ever been the same had we been <laughs> on that, by the way. But this I'm actually really excited about and might slightly be interested. Oh! Because um, I grew up... Like, we got Demer from Bikini! I, I grew up as a huge NASCAR fan. Huge NASCAR fan. And so they are now coming out with NASCAR The Cruise. And it's going to set sail. It'll be the first voyage. It will be the week leading up to the Super Bowl. So it'll be January 29th through February 3rd. Which is fantastic. Hey, perfect timing. Perfect There's timing. There's nothing going on in that week. Right? It's perfect timing. And it's going to be hosted by, you know, Kyle Petty, as well as other members. Is that Richard Petty's son? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Just yep. making sure. And there will be Hall of Famers there. Rusty Wallace will be there. Bobby Allison will be there. Richard Petty himself will be there. Um, many others, along with the Beach Boys, 38 Special. Oh, wow. It's going to be a great, wholesome, just... Wholesome. It, like it's just come and have a beer on a cruise. That type of, you what, know. Isn't that every cruise? <laughs> come well, and have a beer. Mine are normally uh, drinks, not beers. Oh, right. But that's what this one, you know, I can picture natural light being everywhere. I so. cannot imagine the people watching 
there. The people watching at a NASCAR oh. race is fantastic. Yes. I can't imagine that on a cruise ship. This would be hilarious. I would flag love bikinis. <laughs> I, I'm with you, and I want you to read those three yes. taglines that they give about oh, the cruise. Oh, it was great. Yes, the few ground rules for those who do plan to be a part of this NASCAR cruise. Goodyear tires cannot be used as inner tubes, but floaties are recommended. The ship will make more than just left turns, and passengers are highly discouraged from applying Mobile One motor oil in the sun. Bet you get a good tan from that, though. You probably do. Not safe. (laughs) Not safe at all. But I'm so excited about this. Uh, uh, Reservations can be made uh, later this month, so April 28th, you can start making reservations. So if the cruise only made left turns, wouldn't it, though, then go in a circle and that actually would work? <laughs> yes, but you don't want to do that. You just don't want to be going in a circle. Sure, absolutely. So I'm excited. I, yeah, no, I think it would be a lot of fun. They haven't put out ticket prices yet. No. I assume that's what's com- coming next Thursday. Yes, but they go to Miami, Key West, Nassau, and um, the Great Stirrup K. Where's so, that? I have no idea. I don't know One either. The Cayman Islands, maybe? I wouldn't think I it would go that far past Nassau. Cause seven I bet day it's cruise? Only a, it sounds like a seven day six. cruise. Yep. Otis. Okay. I like how they, each pit stop will be, you know, a destination. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. <laughs> this is just, I really would love to be a part of this. So um, do a Gronk NASCAR party cruise. I'm going to try to convince my husband to get off a boat and get on another one. <laughs> All right, I just learned the Great Stirrup K, yeah, there you go, is a small island that is part of the Berry Islands in the Bahamas. Oh. Norwegian Cruise Line purchased the island from the Belcher Oil Company in 1977. So we're talking about a private island. <laughs> Very nice. Um, and yeah, okay, so do you think that all the NASCAR guys will look good without their shirts on? No, no. <laughs> is that part no, of the intrigue this- for you, though? No. No, when I was going um, to all the NASCAR races back in the day, to the 500, to the Pepsi 400, which was then Firecracker 400, now the Coke Zero, um, I would be inside the pits. I would go through the garages and I would get, you know, the photos and the autographs and hang out at the deck where um, Sterling Marlin used to love and be. And it's just, it's so great because, you know, I know I talked about this before when it was the 500 and they're just... They're all about their fan base, even though, you know, they've taken all the money from corporates and blah, blah, blah. But they really are. They're there for you for for fanship. And it's so great that you can just get up close and personal. Now you can just go on a cruise with all of them. I'm like, this is so great. My favorite thing about NASCAR is that they have those headsets. I wish other Mm -hmm. sports would incorporate that into their their live viewing. It would be great. And it makes sense that they should be able to do it because when you go to um, Media Day, at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you can do that. You can sit in the stands and you can plug in on each microphone. Really? Mm-hmm. That's yep. awesome. Why wouldn't they give that access to fans? I don't know. Huh. I mean, they do for the fans that go attend right, the media right. day. So they can sit there and they can only listen to Peyton or they can listen to Von Miller or whoever they wanted to. But yeah. That'd be really great if they could do that at mm-hmm. NFL or MLB games too. Yeah. I think they would offer a lot of insight. It would. Speaking of driving, you can win the Peterbrook Chocolate Hill tonight on the 1010XL text line driven by Duval well Ford. Done. All you have to do is tell us who the most courageous person is in your life, and we will select a winner. Frank said you could be funny about it. I say be serious about it, but honestly, we just want to pick a winner so that you can enjoy the best Peterbrook chocolate ever, which comes in the form of a chocolate heel. All right. We have some Twitter poll results to get to. 
We're going to talk about the Boston Marathon, as well as 15 songs that sports have ruined. I love this. So uh, get your earbuds ready for that. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dream Finders Homes on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Jaguars football, by women, for women, and men. Helmets and heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. DreamFinders Homes is our lovely sponsor and realtors can join DreamFinders at the stadium home and us next week. They also can have a tour of the Jaguars locker room, which if you've never been in there it's a pretty swanky place of course catered fare and cocktails will be available and only the first hundred realtors rscp will be able to come and hang out with us so make sure you head to 1010xl.com and uh, if you want to just rscp directly to jen you can do that jen.stewart at dreamfindershomes.com we're just asking for a ten dollar donation which will benefit the jags foundation to impact the local community that is next tuesday night the what is that day the 26th mm-hmm. tuesday the 26th our show goes from seven to nine i assume they'll be able to get there probably a little around six but it's an awesome opportunity for all realtors yes. in jacks coming out with us we have a blast honestly every time speaking of the Dreamfinder stadium home you know sometimes you go places and you don't recognize exactly where you know someone mm-hmm. um i think that happens a lot like with people with me like or i'm assuming y'all too like well they'll kind of look at you and be like okay i feel like i know that person from somewhere and i think it's because you know the radio station or twitter that kind of thing well so i was at the ju unf baseball game at ju a couple weekends ago and this guy's walking by and i'm like oh hey josh and um i remembered him because he's our bartender at the stadium home Uh Whenever we whenever we go there, and as y'all probably have figured out, I make friends with bartenders wherever I go. Mm-hmm. So, um, really, and I just you know waved to him. He had no idea <laughs> who it was. Now, granted, I had sunglasses on, um, but I was like, "Hey!" Then I feel like an idiot because then I'm like, "Hey, it's Lauren from Helmets and Heels," <laughs> and all these people around are probably like, "What is wrong with this girl?" But anyway, then um, yeah, he was great, and we chatted for a little bit. He was doing some marketing stuff at Ju, so it worked out perfectly. That we talked, but um, yeah, I just, uh, I thought Your of him. Your stories are too funny. My stories are all over the place. That's <laughs> what I've realized. I started telling a story the other day and realized from when I was little and my mom was there and realized like the story is so legendary in my mind that I tell it all the time. Of course, for her, it was just a blip on the radar of me being a kid. And she was like hooked on every word of the story. <laughs> like, mom, you were sitting right there. It's the time that I ate. 11 out of 12 of the Dunkin' Donuts, like the entire box. That's why you don't like donuts anymore. Exactly. Y'all have heard the story, right? Yeah, that's how often I tell it. All right, moving (laughs) on from my story. I think you told it like a couple weeks ago. Right, exactly, because it's legendary to me, not obviously to my mama. Um, Blythe, can you update us, please, on the Twitter poll results from tonight? It says, if your significant other gets kicked out of a game, are you going with them or staying to watch the game? 46% of people said they're staying to watch the game. So surprisingly, even 54% that they're going to, they're going to support their significant, significant other and leave with them. I guess that's, that's probably considering if they're not acting like an idiot. And I had a few people tweet me directly and I don't know if they actually answered the poll part of it or not, but a few people said, um, I'm saying including 1010XL's new uh, employee, Brady Ackerman, he's staying, he's a bigger fan. (laughs) 
Way to go, Brady. Right? I like it. I like it. I mean, it happens. Um, I think, like we've talked about, it depends on the situation. Um, I just think it would be hilarious if in that video, like there's another video of different fans and the same situation happens. And then the person, the girl just waves. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll see see you later. I'll text you. Better catch your Uber. Leave the keys with me. You better figure it out. All right, the Boston Marathon happened yesterday, oh, and I, I think sorry, that's that's quite all right. You're talking about the base, game, yeah. You're talking about the Boston baseball game, which fits in the whole Boston conversation. But I think the Boston Marathon will forever be an emotional thing for me, um, based off of the bombings and for a lot of people who you know remember that happening. So there was one particular person who easily could have been my stud had I not already picked mine. Her name is Adrian Hazlitt. And she was someone who lost part of her leg. She lost her, I think it's her right leg below the kneecap. Um, And the reason I think that it sticks out even more to me is because she was a professional dancer before this happened. Oh, wow. Yes. So she, and there was an, she finished it in about 10 hours. And the reason it took so long is she started having issues with her prosthesis And she actually even tweeted out while it was going on that she needed to call for her pit crew because she was having some leg problems. But she finished it in 10 hours. I heard on the radio today that somebody else finished the first survivor of the marathon um, or of the bombings to run the marathon finished in six hours. And he and his wife were both crossing the finish line in 2013 and they both lost a leg. Right. So that story led me to our question for the Peterbrook chocolate heel, which is who is the most courageous person in your life? So in case you want to win that Peterbrook chocolate heel and why wouldn't you? And they come yes in white chocolate, Frank Frangie, you can win that by texting into the 1010 XL text line. It's six, four, one, 10, 10. That is driven by Duval Ford and tell us who's the most courageous person in your life. All right. Now to some songs. Blythe Guys Girl had a story that I want you to tell everybody about last week, and it got a lot of feedback. Sure. So I I wrote a story about a a couple years ago about songs that sports have ruined, right? So anybody who goes to a lot of sporting events, you know that there are probably about a dozen songs that are played, no matter the sport, they're they're probably going to be played at some point in that game. Well, once you start going to a lot of sporting events and start hearing the same songs over and over again, it starts to, to taint the song a little bit. So I came up with this list of, it started out as 13 songs of sports is ruined, but we added a couple more last week whenever the, the discussion got brought back up again. Um, and my number one song on the list is Sweet Home Alabama. As someone who grew up in Jacksonville, Leonard Skinner is from here. You are almost born with Skinner playing and, and Freebird playing on the radio whenever you're 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 growing up. Um, so for Sweet Home Alabama to be played at every single sporting event of my entire life, I hate it. I hate it. I, I don't know how that people can start cheering in the middle of a game when it's played. <laughs> I'm looking around at these people like, who are you? And have you? this is your first time here? Clearly it is. But there's so many of them that still enjoy this song. And I just don't get it. It's funny because when I produced for XL Primetime, Joe and Hacker, it was just the two of them at the time. And every time we talked about the Jags, we, I would come back with Sweet Home Alabama because that song was, you know, so reminiscent of the Jags. Ugh. Then when they stopped playing it, <laughs> Joe would, would call for it to come back in the Ugh. stadium and people would call in and be like, yes, that is representative of Jacksonville. No. We need it. We need it. So it's so funny how I think there really would be people 
thinking completely polar opposite of you. And they would be saying, I miss it. It's it's a phenomenal Jacksonville song. Well, whenever I originally came out with this list, I was actually talking with a former kicker, Josh Scobie, with, with the same list. And he said every time he hears that song played in the stadium, he just loses all momentum. <laughs> and he just hates it. And he said it brings down the crowd so much because of it. And so I think that there there's certain other songs. Um, more recently, the, the Little John Turned Down for What has been beaten over our heads in almost every football stadium across the country because now they play it on the third down play. And right. It's just- right. And at UNF, it's played when that pep band guy, Stephen Putnam, the one that made SportsCenter last year, he goes completely nuts in one of the second half timeouts. Yeah. And I, everyone, I think, because this is the second year that we've played that song for him, I think everyone's like, okay, time to get a new song. It's 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 that time. Do you guys have any songs that, that you feel like sports has ruined? It's hard for me because I think the Jags have done a really good job of updating yes, the last have. few years. And so they haven't let anything get to that point. Um, I'm not a Red Sox fan. So if I never hear Sweet Caroline again, <laughs> I'll be honestly, I'll be perfectly fine. Well, I, I want I to know, know why UNF plays that. Yeah, I have no idea. I just yeah. know it was in place before I got there. So every... They played it at Jaguar games, too. And I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah It I, should never be played anywhere but be played Fenway. In Fenway. Right. right, and I believe that wholeheartedly. I don't mind Crazy Train because that's what the Pats come running yeah. out to. So that doesn't bother me. Thunderstruck is another one that people... I, I love ACDC, so I'll never you know, turn down an ACDC I've grown song. to love more because of Iron Man. So in ACDC, and now I'm all about, you know, if I, if it's played with Iron Man, I'm, hey, that's great. Because well, it just y- makes me think for of For years, the Jags have used that as their intro song whenever the players come running out onto the field. So that's why it's sort of grown, it's sort of grown an affection for me. But I don't know that they, they played it last year. I think they might be sort of steering away from it. Um, but that's that, that was another one. Um, Sweet Caroline was another one. Um, trying to think. Crazy. I didn't agree with Tevin out to the ball game. Um, as being something that sports has ruined because that really was, it's all about sports to right. begin with, so it can't really be ruined. Um, it's funny at at UNF when we play that game during baseball games, we don't have anyone singing, and for some reason the version that we have it's two times. So like the first time, of course, everybody stands and they're excited, and then the second time, everyone looks around like, is there a second verse to the song? <laughs> There's a bunch of verses to that song. Is there? Yeah, this, never I, knew I that. Did a little historical lesson. I saw that. that I saw that there was an article on that. I didn't have time to read it, um, but. Uh, I was curious to see, like, do people, are there people that actually hate that song? There, there was a few people that responded. They, they just, I don't know, for whatever reason, I've never hated Take Me Out to the Ball Game. It's just, I, I, I don't know that I, yeah, I don't know that I, for, for me, that song is only played during a baseball game. It doesn't have, like, mass appeal where it's, it's being played in multiple stadiums in multiple different sports venues. Yeah, the Seven Nation Army one, I know that was on the list, too. Yeah. Is that um, the... Uh, the um oh that sounded like Florida State. That's not what I meant to do. Um, it's not at all. Where's Amanda? Do. It's uh, oh. the, what, like the the Baja men. Uh, oh yeah, who let the dog oh, yeah. out? That, that song's song was never one. good to begin with. Right. So I don't Ugh. know that sports ruined it, but certainly that's terrible. Can I don't you please, think we are the champions. Can you please play the Seven Nation Army song in a little bit? No, I, I don't um, think we are the champions. We are bad. the champions. Is not bad if you win. Right. That's that's the only time it should be played at. The title game. But if you're at a game and you're and you've lost and they start playing that song, you don't want to hear it. Well, if it's a title game, 
Well, if you're the fan that's lost. Oh, I got you. Okay. Was it Brown Eyed is, Girl is played a lot? I guess at, only in Broncos and in, in, the, in Denver Broncos Stadium. I don't know. I was trying to figure that out too. Some of these were, were reader submissions, so that was probably okay. more local to, right. to what they at hear for every Broncos single game. game. Song always wins the fan jukebox. Why Brown Eyed Girl? That, I guess people just okay. So if it's winning the fan jukebox, I get it. Then this person's just saying like, I wish a different song that is an option would win, but everybody just loves Van Morrison. So therefore they're going to select that song. But that's uh, in other words that brought back to another debate. Cause like uh, my dad has a vastly different musical taste than, than me or my brother. But my dad is also part of a, a, I guess like an entire generation that just listens to the same music over (laughs) and over again. And I don't get it. Like he's a, he's a classic rock kind of guy and he doesn't really listen to anything else he he discovered like rick blue offspring of, of you know five years ago for him. and played offspring every single one of their albums back to back to back every single day for a good year until he learned i think until he listened to that those albums as much as he has with all the classic rock albums sure so they became a part of his daily life <laughs> I, i'm someone who I'm the opposite of that. Like, Me too. If I hear a song too many times and Spotify helps my addiction yes. for this, I literally will go to that discover tab on Spotify to songs I've never once heard. No one I know has heard. And those are the ones that I'll want to yep. listen to because I'm like, I can't take the same dang <laughs> song one more time. Now, there are songs that I love, 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 mm-hmm. but I refuse to listen to those on the reg so that when I do hear them, it's like, Oh yes, I fell in love with this song at that on that date, probably not the date, but you know, that year of my life yep. and that was going on and so I reserve those. Those are like classic special moments. Spotify will change your musical life. Like there there's songs that I listen to on the radio now, I'm like this is trash. <laughs> and then I go and I listen to the good music on Spotify. I'm like this is why I don't listen to the radio anymore. Yeah, unless I, it's I listen 10, to 10, 10 10. Right. No, I listen to 1010 10 from Come about on. podcasting. Six, Sorry. From about 6 40 i try not to wake up before that um about 6 40 to like i usually try to wake up for the football fix um and then i listen usually until i get here or if we have a sporting event or something i love their tap five at five Uh, yes the brews brought to you by brews yes brews i am i am all on demand i am spotify or podcast i hardly ever will listen to live radio i know we gotta we gotta change time No, but DVRs. Actually, I mean, our general manager our, just, well, DVRs, yes. just emailed but, out um, a story about how local radio is is actually growing and kind of gaining all the momentum back that it had once lost for kind of national radio. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies, we have one more segment to go. We have to pick a Peterbrook chocolate heel winner. And we have to say hello to Fat Tony in a little bit, too. I'm excited. He's back in the fold again this week. And finally, D-Murph gets to see Fat Tony. That I know. I'm happens. excited. Yeah. And, um, and we have one more topic about the NBA. So we're actually NBA heavy, I'd say, for our show tonight. Mm. That is coming up next. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dreamfunders Homes on 1010XL and 82.5 FM. Girls just want to talk football. More helmets and heels. Built by DreamFinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. Now on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Glad you can sing along if you'd like. Have either I don't young, sing on air. <laughs> have either, no one would I like shouldn't. It. Have you seen Planes, Fire, and Rescue? No, man. That would no. be Planes too. Uh-huh. And it's so cool. 
they do it. Um, They're taking off and it's COVID attack. <laughs> is there anyone out there who doesn't like ACDC? Like, uh, I don't think Mike does. Mike Dempsey. Okay. I don't think Dempsey. Does. And I don't mean love. Like yeah. you don't have to love. It. I don't think my mom loves ACDC, but I don't think if an ACDC song came on, she'd be like, "Oh, that's awful." Like I don't think anyone can say that about ACDC, right? Uh, just, I'm sure there's some people. Just I just great. think there's a lot of raw masculine power behind it. That's and that's why men and women alike love it. <laughs> uh, how I look at it, I don't know. Yeah, I just figure. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say I hate ACDC. I guess that's where I was mm. going with that. No, I don't think so. But um, so for some people, I guess. Love. I guess for some people that that song has been ruined by sports. All right, real quick question. Last year we were on the chat and they asked us who would win the NBA. And I believe three out of the four of us got it right. I was the one who got it wrong, if I remember correctly. I do not remember that part. Okay, I know I got it wrong. Let's just say that. It was Cavs Warriors. And I want to say, lost. yeah, I want to, I, I, I think we were on before it, the finals had started. Oh, so I think okay. there were still like maybe four teams left. I think I said Warriors because I like Steve Kerr. Yeah, and yeah. I think all three of you yeah. said Warriors, and I think I picked somebody else. I don't remember who I picked. I just know I was wrong. So this year, we'll have to ask Amanda. Um, she'll be back next week. But this year, are you going with the Warriors again? No. No. Okay. Mm. So I want to hear it. Who are you going with? Spurs? I don't, I don't know. Oh, you don't know. Okay. <laughs> but I know not the Warriors. Okay. And Blythe, what about you? It's tough to count the Spurs out because they're always there. And they they quietly and arguably have the, the team and the setup that can beat the Warriors. But I just don't I just don't know how you bet against them at this point in the season. Um, I, I, I don't know if they repeat. I want LeBron and the Cavs to win. I, oh, no. I want that to happen. Oh my gosh. I, I thought we were for, friends. But for that city, I mean, Cleveland has some what? of the best fans in all of sports. Mm-hmm. They support their teams, they're ride or die, and no other franchise or no other sports town really goes through that much mm-hmm. suffering as they have. So that's why I would root for, for LeBron and the whole. I mean, it, it, for him to, to leave Miami and to go back in, in order to bring a championship there. When and if it does ever happen, I think it'll go down as one of the greatest sports stories of our time. I feel like there's been more sports movies about Cleveland than any other. Really? You have the major <laughs> leagues. Major leagues, yeah. yeah. That's, those are the only ones I you can think of. You have the draft. Yeah. Um, oh, Kevin so I, never Costner saw I never saw that movie. I did. I liked it. I, I heard it was good. I never yeah. saw it, though. Well, I like my man, Kevin Costner. <laughs> and, so you, um, and, and you got to meet him, right? Yeah, At the so, Super Bowl? He's so handsome and dreamy. <laughs> All right, that's enough NBA talk for me. Let's let's get back to well, yeah. Go ahead. One quick. Why didn't you want the the Cavs to win? I, who was your pick? My pick will be the Warriors. I just i I love everything about that team, um, and the fact that they just broke the record, and you know they're but yet they're able to stay this really well balanced team overall. Yeah. Um, I just don't like LeBron. I'm not I'm not a Any LeBron girl. Never have. Um, I didn't like the decision going to Miami. Um, my cousin Caitlin rooted for the Heat when he was winning those titles, and I watched like every game of that playoff series with her. And that was miserable because they won um, and they beat the Spurs and they shouldn't have. So I just have, I'm just not, plus I'm an underdog type person. Now, granted, the Warriors are not the underdog. Right. Um, but root for the Celtics. Yeah, I could. I could. <laughs> they I, are an up and coming team. Yeah, I do think they'll be a there. force within a couple years. Yeah, I could, yeah. There's a few teams I could pick, but um and I'm not really rooting for anyone cuz again, NBA is just not in my blood. Um but football is. So, before we uh <laughs> before we end the show, since we last saw each other, the NFL schedule was released for mm-hmm. 2016. 
The Jags have, I would say, a medium go of it um, if they are going to be as good as they are slated to be, I'll say, you know, once they get some draft picks next week. So that's why I'll say medium hard. I think for diehard Jags fans, the schedule, no matter what it looks like, just looks ridiculously mm-hmm. hard because you felt the pain and suffering over the past few seasons. But let's look at it in terms of what games are you most afraid of? What games are you most excited about? Um, I'll give you my first one. I mentioned September 11th earlier. Um, and that's when the Jags kick off against the Packers. That game to me is scary, even though it's here. It'll at be electrifying though. Yeah, it will Home be. Home opener. You're right. Then they all, the Jags do a phenomenal job with military appreciation, which will, I'm sure will be that game. Ooh, a flyover. Yeah. So I'm, I'm afraid though of the team that's coming to town. Yeah. That, that, come on. And our defense as it stands now facing off against Aaron Rodgers. Right. As it stands now, hopefully, like I said, next week we'll have changed things. A little bit more hopeful. But to me, because it's game one, had any other game, I think, you know, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Colts been first, I would have been a little bit more at ease for the Packers, but I don't want to go, I don't want to lose. And I know NFL Network said that they're picking us to win, but for me, that's the first and foremost, that's the scariest one. What about you ladies? I think the first four games. Okay. I think the first four games, because they do on paper look so tough. Right. We never it, travel well. Right. Yeah. And I am afraid that these first four games are going to persuade everybody to jump okay. off, you know, and go on the fire Gus Bradley. So in case people forget, Packers at home travel to the Chargers second week. Then the Ravens come to Jacksonville and then we play host to the Colts right after that. Blythe, what but about it for you? So that's right in London. I have a few games. Okay. First, that terrifies the crap out of me is Del Rio coming back to town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like that one. We're going to lose With that the, game. What I call the slight new rivalry that's kind of building yes. between us and the Raiders. The See, quarterback. Like, yeah, Carr versus yeah, Bortles. Bortles. That's, 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 that's sort of the one. young, yep. up and coming team. And you know, Del Rio is going to want to stick it to us. Right. We're on like the same parallel with yes. them. And so, yeah, that game scares me as well. That one. Um, but at least we get them here. And, you know, there's that whole stigma that. You don't travel well. Maybe that's still on. Especially on the West Coast. We Jack don't travel Del Rio. Right. So maybe that stigma is still on him. And so he won't travel. We should expect well to lose eat. that game. I'm just I'm going to put it out there now. We should just expect to lose that game. I don't want to lose any game. But Jaguar season ticket holder. We're going to lose that game. Um, what I hate, though, is I hate that we have an early bye week. Because we play the, the Colts in London. Mm-hmm. So we have that bye right afterwards. But then after that. It's a nine-week stretch where only two games are in Jacksonville. And then we have back-to-back home games in December, the busiest month of the football season. So I don't like that. The busiest um, month of life, you mean? Well, yeah, you know, like, Christmas, okay. holiday parties, everything that's going on in, in the, the month of December. Well, and then you got two home that, games. Well, you have, a, you have a home game Christmas Eve. Yes. That's so awesome. not just those two. Against the Titans. The when last time. The last time I went to a Christmas Eve game, I want to say we had the Patriots come to town Christmas Eve of 2005. I remember that game. Yeah, we lost. I was probably one of those obnoxious fans in the stands. You probably were. I didn't know you back then, so that was Imagine, so we're going to, we better not, if we lose that game, I'll be so grumpy for Christmas because we're playing against the Titans. So Christmas Eve... And I've always talked about the past few years. I'm like, let's throw in the Titans Christmas. And now it's going to come back to bite me. I know it. 
positive. That's not a positive. Yeah. Positive. I'm a Jaguars fan. I'm not positive. Positive. Well, I always think about it in terms of, because I work so many events, I always think about it in terms of the people that have to work the games. <laughs> so when I saw the schedule come out, I was like, ooh, they've got, as usual, they've got a game around Thanksgiving because yeah, that, right. that normally happens. But then also the Christmas Eve game. And then New Year's Day. So you don't get that, woo, New Year's Eve, like ring in 2017. Well, the, it's an away game, right? Yeah, but the staff that travels with oh, the team, that's the PR true. group, all that. And I get it. Like, football season is the reason you have a job in this field. I get all that. I'm just saying from the personal perspective, um, yeah, if the Jags lose Christmas Eve, you're kind of bummed Christmas Merry Day. Christmas. And then, and then you have to travel for New Year's <laughs> Eve and work on New Year's Day. So you can't even go have a blast in Indianapolis. You're, you're stuck working. I'm sort of glad, though, that that game isn't here. Because then that's a rough couple days with New Year's Eve and then trying to tailgate the next day. I feel like we never finish the season at home. I feel like that last, <laughs> last game is always, yeah, always on the road. Um, I also don't like that um, swing of at lines and at bills because there's something about that. Those two fan bases what week? at that time of year. <laughs> what weeks are those? Those are weeks 11 and 12. No, you'll be fine with Buffalo. They stink the second half. Yeah. Buffalo and Detroit. The, that's that time but of they year. Stink that, the second half, and it's freezing. Yeah. I mean, it's just gonna it's gonna be very cold. That's the farthest north that we go that we play outside. And I I don't. Well, the Lions play indoors, like, right? But the the Bills, the twenty seventh, November twenty seventh. That's gonna be so cold. <laughs> You're not traveling. No, I'm not traveling. <laughs> I'm just saying our players don't necessarily play well in the cold. Well, I mean, I, once you sort of get into the the swing of things with the game and the motion and all, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, the adrenaline will be enough. And they'll warm up. I'm not. I'm not scared of the. I'm not afraid of the Buffalo game. But I, I'm not a fan of Rex Ryan either. So we yeah, beat him in London last year. Yeah, I. Yeah, we barely beat them. Um, we still won. Yeah, we were up a lot, and then yeah. But uh, honestly, the the Chiefs game being on the road at the Chiefs that's yeah, a tough. We're not tilt. winning that one. Um, and honestly, though, but I went through the schedule. So uh, Mike on Jaguars today had tweeted out a question last week or this week. I think it was last week. Um, what is your realistic? best and realistic worst expectation of the Jaguars schedule. So I went through it game by game and put on my optimistic hat mm-hmm. and then um, realistic optimism though and then put on my realistic pessimistic hat. I came up with the best possible thing we could go is 11 and 5 and I went through it again like I said completely different and then came up with and picked different games 5 and 11 to me was the worst possible we could do and I was like that's where I, f- I have so much trepidation is because the last few years, I feel like a lot of predictions are right around there, mm-hmm. and we came in with that. Vegas has we came six with that wins. Pes- right, that pessimistic, un- under for- unfortunately underachieving, underperforming swing or finish. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. We shall see. But that is the 2016 NFL schedule, and we are going to say hello to Fat Tony coming up next. Thanks so much for listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dream Finders Homes on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Thanks for checking out the podcast for Helmets and Heels. As a friendly reminder, you can always check out the latest on our Twitter feed at Helmets and Heels or on our website at guysgirl.com backslash Helmets and Heels.